Welcome to Politics and Right. My name is Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being here with us today, my friends. How are you doing? Are we on? Yes, we are. Keep on going. We are going. Anyway, folks, anyway, we are going to have a great show for you today. What are we going to talk about? We have a lot to talk about. What is the show about? Here we go. Shame. Executive and Congress may sacrifice rail workers to further enrich corporate America. Now, folks, uh, as I said before, it is interesting what we have here because there we go. All right. All our rail workers want is a humane working condition along with pay commensurate with what again? With your work. Yet our president and Congress is willing to force them to submit to the corporate structure. I mean, it's hard to believe that this is where we're at today. It's hard to believe that this is where we're at today. Welcome aboard. Bridge MCP is in the house already in the house on the chat. She says, and, uh, if Bernie gets that seven days off on that, would be great. Exactly. But you know, they're doing, they're doing it in two bills. But I tell you what, guys, I am going to talk about that afterwards. I want folks to realize, give us a call, 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. Are you a worker out there that thinks you're not getting the right breaks? Are you involved in corporate America. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay. Are you an employee that you know you deserve more? I want to hear from you today. 713-526-5738. You can call in however you want, anonymous or otherwise. 713-526-5738. Like I always say, I have a an essay already written for the show to cover what we're going to cover. It's uh, the newsletter that I sent out early in the mornings. And here's the deal. The idea behind this is for you to go out and read it so we can have, a, you know, t- take, t- take a taste of what we're going to be talking about. And if you have questions, answers, solutions, that is what we want to hear from the audience. That's, you know, that's your contribution to the, the ethos on what's going on. So again, the title of the show today, Shame Executive and Congress May Sacrifice Rail Workers to Further enrich corporate America. Subtitle, all our rail workers want is a humane working condition along with pay commensurate with the work or the value of their work. Yet our president and Congress is willing to force them to submit to the corporations. All right, folks, here we go. We spoke about antiseptic slavery during our last Politics Done Right program. Some people complained to me in private that my phrasing was ill-advised 
I try to be sensitive on every issue, but believe this to my core and will continue to try to make my case. I mentioned that I acknowledge the brutality of our past government-sanctioned race-based slavery. The reason I use antiseptic slavery is that the masters in our economic system understand abstraction perfectly. They understand the humanity of all of us would bend the arc of the racial tool used to make that brutality, that brutal slavery unacceptable. More. This more effective type of slavery is more economical. Again, antiseptic slavery, much more economical. The slave of the past was a property that had to be maintained. This meant having clothing, feeding, housing, and health care to keep that unit of labor functioning. Remember now, that's all it, 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 that's all it ever was. You know, people look at slavery like it's just, some people just hate some other people and they just throw them out to work. To, to, no, 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 no. Uh, forget about the social aspects of all these things right now. I, I'm, we talk, we're talking economics here. This was an economic thing. It was capitalism with the capital being humans. It was a way to make money. Antiseptic slavery sanctioned by our poorly elected politicians is superbly profitable for our corporatocracy, our oligarchy, our wealthy, and our plutocracy. All right? So it's important that we first get that and understand that is what I really want to talk about when, or, or that's what I'm really meaning when I talk about antiseptic slavery. All right. Uh, I'm going to pause here because Ray is on the line and uh, let's go ahead and go to Ray. Ray, come on in, sir. Hey, Berto, can you hear me, brother? Yes, sir. I can hear you, brother. All right. Perfect. I wanted to just first say a uh, shout out to the beautiful Ashley in the studio. All right. Shout out Ashley coming. Uh, Ashley. Hey. Talk to me, Ray. Hey, Ashley. Hi, how are you? Right. I'm good. I just wanted to give you a shout out because, you know, your father always gives you love. And, you know, you're lucky to have such a, uh, an intelligent and thoughtful father. And I know the apple don't fall far from the tree. Thank you. I also love him so much. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my brother, thank you guys. Now that you have, you have, if, if, if I were of a different hue, I would actually blush. But anyhow, go ahead, my brother. So, yeah, I wanted to say on your topic of antiseptic slavery, yes, I don't feel like you should have to apologize at all. I think that's the perfect wording mm -hmm. and there's no retraction. You should be unapologetic about that because I want to speak from experience mm -hmm. as a man who is a millennial mm -hmm. currently in the working environment. I work 40 hours a week. Mm -hmm. It's a modest uh, call center at home job. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've struggled trying to get a hold of my schedule. Now, you know, when I was out there with you and Daniel and everybody doing the indiv indivisible stuff, I had a little more autonomy over my schedule. But right. after the pandemic, you know, the company grew, the corporate greed happened. So I really don't have much 
autonomy over anything except, you know, the days I take off and I can't barely get a week off. So when you talk about that antiseptic slavery, I'm living it, brother. So well, I am preaching to the choir. I am so happy. The, 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 let me tell you, first of all, thank you for those comments. Right. But I in speaking to everybody and wanting everybody to listen to me, Ray. I, I take into account what people tell me. So what you told me, you know, I, I leave I leave here feeling that Ray has a good feeling of what I'm saying. And I'm explaining to those who I want to explain to because I want them to keep listening. So I, I want them to know that they are heard. You follow? I got it. That, that, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't have I to do it. that. You don't have to do that, Ray, um, again, but I want to do it. Ashley wants to add something to it. I guess to follow that, um, I don't have any experience in your job or in the railroad job, but I feel that when um, my peers and my classmates speak about how they work, um, they're in residency now, it's part of their medical training, and they're working 80-hour weeks and getting like 50 or 60 grand a year. If you do the math on that, they're making less than minimum wage. Right. And they are one of the most educated people in the country. So it's just another, because medicine here is corporate. Right. Right. It's not, you know, a moral thing here. Right. It's more of like, what money can they get from how sick you are? Right. So, um, I, I, um, I can see how you would feel like you are being yoked, essentially, and you're being abused and abused because in medical school, I can speak from that. In medical school, we do a lot of work, you know, on the floors of the hospital and whatnot for, for free. free. Yeah. And like we're paying to be there. So it's another way that they kind of feed off of the. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. It's free. That, well, for them, it's free labor. Right. For us, it's not free. But this kind of explo- 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 exploitative labor. Mm-hmm. Now, Ray, um, you said you're doing a call center job from uh, from home, but they dictate your hours, correct? Uh, yeah, it's it's very much authoritative. I, I have no no say so on that, and it's been a, a daily battle for me. Actually, I could only talk to you today because they gave me some time off on another issue. You know, it, it, is, it is interesting because I think a lot of people take exception to a lot of whenever I use the word antiseptic slavery is um, Johnson made a comment, uh, but I, I won't go into the Johnson comment. But the idea being that, well, even if I'm working hard for the corporation, at least I'm not at least I don't look like what the former slaves used to look like. So I must be at least a cut above. And I think when when we forget about that issue and start thinking about all of us being in the same boat together and having the same issues together, it's not really ever, ever about race. And I, I mean, a lot of people get upset when I say that. But what I try to what I try to coddle that with is that please do remember that all these are tools used by those on top to make it. You follow? 
Oh yeah, absolutely. I know it's it's all. It's basically the you're the mule, right? And you're pulling their carriage so that they can look good and eat caviar and all of that. Yeah, exactly <laughs> and, right. Uh, and like and like you said, I want to add this too. You know, like unlike slavery, they don't have to threaten you with whips and chains and and rabid dogs. You know, running through you, running after you in the forest. The new type of whip or chain or, or bondage is it's homelessness it's you know financial right. you get it brother you, you get it by those those stipulations that they put forth and then they say if you don't like it you can go out there and get another job you go get it another plantation basically hey you know something you're gonna like the way i end this essay because you've said something right there, sir, you would not believe you've said something so profound. And it, it, that's how I end my essay, believe it or not. Were you going to say something? No, I was just throwing how it reminds me of like other examples. I'm thinking of like the professional sports. Right. Right. And I always thought it was very odd how they're like, oh, they've been drafted and then they're treated. And it, just, it feels very. It's the same thing. feels very weird. And, yeah. that, and that's, you know, an absence of race, too, because, you know, right. not everybody is black in professional sports. Right. So I don't know if they feel the same way. Right, right. I think that's the class warfare. <laughs> Absolutely so. Absolutely so. Anyway, Ray, anything else you want to add, sir? Uh, yeah, brother, just keep up the good fight. Uh, I will definitely keep listening. Uh, I'll try to catch you in the chat if I will. Absolutely. And uh, us millennials got to stick together and keep Harris County as what I call the blue shield of Texas. Well, I, before you go, I, you know, I revere the millennials. I revere the Gen Zs because I, like I said, um, if we, if we start to put this, the, the, the land in your hand, we will be doing just fine. I have so much faith in you. Uh, you know, you know how I feel about Daniel with uh, Indivisible. How I feel about you and all these other folks out there that are actually making a difference. Thank you so kindly, my brother. Thank you, bro. You have a good one. Anyway, folks, that was Ray. Ray's a, a, a member as well of Indivisible. Anyway, I want to talk about this here. Um, uh, the slave of the past was a property that had to be maintained. This meant having clothing, feeding, housing, and health care to keep that unit of labor functioning. Remember, forget about color and all of that for now. It, that was used as a tool. Antiseptic slavery sanctioned by our poorly elected politicians is superbly profitable for our corporatocracy, our oligarchy, our wealthy, and our plutocracy. And what does antiseptic slavery look like? If you are in the bottom 80% or so, I suggest you look in the mirror like I look in the mirror, like most look in the mirror. And the latest instantiation of the mechanics of this form of enslavement occurred recently. How? President Biden. The one everybody loves and leaders of both the Democrats and Republicans are ready to pass a law that will force rail workers on work, even as their corporate masters deny them something as simple as time off and humane working conditions. Medical time off and humane working conditions. 
Bernie's offering seven days. Uh, he says he's going to hold it up for seven days. Bridge MCP just says that in the in the uh, text in the in the chat. Eric Hayes says, "Well, have to make a living, correct? Okay. Well, if you do some math and due diligence before entering school and taking on huge debt, it doesn't make sense to get 300k education and get paid 50k per year, right? That would be true." That would be true if we didn't need doctors. That would be true if we didn't say the only people that could be doctors are people who make a million dollars. That would be true if we didn't say the only people that could be lawyers or engineers or folks who could independently go to school. Are we going to relegate those to only the people who owe it? And that's the reason why we have student debt. You know what I believe in? University should be free. It's called, not free, it's called pay it forward education. The, the more you are educated in the, in the aggregate, the more you make. And the more you make, the more taxes you pay. Why not give everybody the equal access to education? If everybody has the equal access to education, that you like folks like to talk market, the market will then work itself out but this isn't that capitalist market. This is what's called the real market. The real market of free enterprise. The real market of people choosing. The real market that makes sense. That doesn't favor the few. Now, he also says, do you just think people in management work a cushy job? Yes. Yes. People in management of the... This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Corporations, I'm not talking about, let's say, the average manager at a Dairy Queen or something like that. They really work. Those are the people that deserve the pay. But the guy making $14 million for an HMO, the guy making $16 million at an insurance company, does he earn that? Hell no. You know who's doing the work? Do, do you know who's doing the work? That is what happens, folks. Let me tell you. Uh, so, no, absolutely not. Uh, Bridge MCP, an antiseptic is a substance that stops or slows down the growth of microorganisms. The organisms pe being people, so antiseptic slavery is just stopping people from being slaves to corporations. What I mean by antiseptic slavery is something that you, 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 you the, the antiseptic is to take the stench off of the, the what is all stuff. You got the surface, right? You got the surface of it that doesn't look that way. It looks clean. So it is still slavery, but the outside is antiseptic. That's what we're talking about. That's why I use that term, Bleach. That's why I use that frame, that, that term. Uh, let's see what else we talk. Uh, so yeah, thank you. And then you go ahead and you explain it. Hey, you're a girl, man. Great. All right, let's continue. Let's continue. And what does antiseptic slavery mean? 80% of you, if you go ahead and look in the mirror, I said 80% as an arbitrary number. The reality is it is more than 80%. If you look at the top 10% of people, forget about the 1% or 5% of folks, you will realize that you have no recourse. Even those of you who think 
you have. I have friends that were in big management positions and they lived the style. They learned to live the style of making their, their, their upper six figures, two, three, four hundred thousand dollars, and they lived it. And that's who they thought they were. And when, when the corporatocracy saw and the, the shareholders who run, the, the big shareholders, I'm not talking about you owning 10 and 20 or 100 or 1,000 shares of some stock. I'm talking about the controlling stock, the real controlling stock. When they tell their executives, look, man, we want more than this darn 7% that we're getting here. You better do what's happening. Then you get what's going on with the rail workers. Then you get what's going on with the air workers. Then you get what's going on with all these corporations and what they're doing to people. Right? So here's a card into, did you want to say add to that? Uh, it was kind of it was kind of an aside, like it was a deviation, small deviation. But in that, you're saying that's what corporate corporations are doing to right. Not, right. I was thinking of it as because the corporatocracy and that's how it's set up here in the United States. It has changed even just the mental um, status of people. As in, when you ask somebody, oh, you know who you are or who are you? They're like, oh, my name is Samantha. I'm a nurse. It's like. You, I am glad you said like that. It's like second, instead of third or fourth, it's like the second thing they say. Instead of saying, I'm a girl, I'm a violinist, things like that, it'll be their occupation second. Or they'll be like, I'm a plumber. It's like, you you, you do plumbing, but you're not, like, plumber isn't your identity. Right. You are simply a person who knows how to deal with pipes. I am glad that you said that because that is so important. Because what we have in society today is you talk about profession, right? I'm going to take it a little deeper. It's about corporation. When I go into certain circles, right? And you go and you meet somebody who works for one of the big name companies as an executive. It is like, I am Antoine this uh, with Exxon. I'm a, you know, and it's like, you know, I would love to say I am a, uh, something, I'm, I'm a Berto at that burger place, right? Why not? You know, but we are so indoctrinated into thinking the corporate structure is all that really, really matters. And it doesn't. But let me continue here. According to common dreams, this is important. According to common dreams, rank and file rail workers voice frustration. And before I forget, 713-526-5738. Hit the number two to get in if you want to call and join the discussion. 713-526-5738. Eight. Uh, rank and file rail workers. Welcome to the program, Tom C. Uh, rank and file workers voice frustration and anger late Monday after Joe Biden, a self-described pro-labor president, urged Congress to pass legislation forcing unions to accept a contract agreeing, agreement without any paid sick days, a step that would avert a looming nationwide strike and deliver a win for the profitable railroad industry. While Congress could put forth legislation that could improve the tentative uh, White House brokered contract deal announced in September. Biden made clear he wants the lawmakers to pass legislation immediately to adapt to the tentative agreement between railroad workers and operators without any modification or delay to avert a potential crippling of the national rail strip. What it's saying is that he wants to go ahead and keep it that way without the sick leave, but Bernie won't have it. We'll talk about that a little later. Uh, Come on in, David, and then we'll continue this piece. David, come on in. Hey, Bill. I heard something on the radio yesterday. It was on NPR, the Nightly Business Report, 
And I just couldn't help but think about something you were talking about when I heard this. It said that the price of gas right now is below what it was when the war, before the war in Ukraine right. started. Right. And brother, again, I... I'm glad you brought that up again. You know, you all my folks are bringing up some good stuff. Asha just brought up a hell of a comment about identity and corporations. You are bringing up this stuff about gasoline. Let me tell you why that is important, sir. We ha- the reason we accepted the price of gas over the last several months is because we believed the lie that was on ABC, CBS, NBC, MSNBC, CNBC, and all these stations, right? We believed that there was somehow a shortage of petroleum, and we they took some, some, um, some refineries offline opportunely to make sure that, oh, we, we, we're not going to make as much gasoline, even though we were making enough gasoline. They're never going to leave any money on the table. And then they use that as the catalyst to drive the prices up. I went on to Muslim TV. They, they read one of my blogs and they called me up and said, would you come on, on, on our air and give that message? And I, to which I said, hell yes, because I want to get that message out. So what CNBC is copping to is what they weren't copping to three months ago. Well, you know, there's another interesting perspective to this thing. I was listening to a caller to Tom Hartman the other day, Mm -hmm. and this caller said to Tom, he said, basically, you know, the price of gas started going up just before the midterm elections. Yes, yes. And the reason why was because the oil barons are trying to make the Democrats look bad so they can get Republicans elected. And this is something the Republican... Republicans have been harping on about what Biden Biden's causing the price of gas to go up. Right. I mean, and that that is the exact thing. And and it's not. It is. Let me see how to put this. They want to get the elect the appropriate politicians because in for this even for this story that I'm doing right now, David, uh, when when you see that Biden offers to save our economy by throwing the rail workers under the bus, right? Because that is, you know, I mean, a lot of folks like Biden, right? He, you know, he's supposedly progressive. He's not. He's really a neoliberal. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I like him as well. Uh, but the truth of the matter is... Right, exactly. The thing about it, though, David, is that he was willing to throw rail workers under the bus. There's no two ways about it. He, because, about rail? Yes, that's the rail. What? You know, you know what BNSF is? Of course. You know who owns BNSF? Yes, uh, it's brother, um, uh, the, the, the big, the billionaire from Warren, Warren Buffett. Buffett. Warren Buffett. Thank you, sir. Yes, yes. Now Warren Buffett is worth close to forty billion dollars. You mean to tell me that Warren can't cough up? Of how much money would it cost? It would cost. That, I know the number. I know the number, David. Is six hundred and fifty-eight billion dollars? I mean, six six hundred and fifty-eight million dollars to cover fifteen hours of sick pay for the entire 118,000 people that work for uh, that work for uh, the, the company. I'm sorry, $688 million. In fact, I'm going to talk about that right now. Anything else you want to tell me, David, before I finish this part of the essay that's going to cover exactly what you just said? I'll say one thing. Poor little Warren, you can't afford to lose $600 million. Isn't it? Uh, the poor little billionaire. 
Right. And, and you know, when, when pe- people get mad, because, we, you know, we separate billionaires into supposedly the good ones and the bad ones, right? Like Bill Gates is a good one. Uh, Warren Buffett's the good one. Oprah Winfrey's the good one. And then the bad ones are like uh, 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 Steve uh, uh, Bezos. And the truth of the matter is they're all and should all be put into the same boat, because they're all sociopaths. Yeah, they're all sociopaths. Let me let me give an example here. All right, uh, several examples of how our government work and how our billionaires work. Um, w- right now, I feel for the Ukrainians. Right, I feel for the Ukrainians. Russia is bombing their infrastructure to smithereens, and it means yeah. that their infrastructure need to be rebuilt so that we can save these people's lives. Okay, so good. America, good, great America comes and they're sending billions of dollars over there to help them rebuild their infrastructure and to give them arms, right? All we need, check this out, David. Uh, If we take a look at if we take a look at Flint, Michigan and Jackson, Mississippi, all they need are a few water pumps and water pipes to clean up their water so that the, 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 the million or so people in that vicinity can have clean water to drink. And we won't do it here, but we don't have a problem sending billions to these companies, to this, this country. And let me tell you why we're doing it, though. Because that, guess where that company, those countries are going to be buying all the products that they need to rebuild the infrastructure, to rebuild the uh, electricity, to rebuild all of that. Hey, from our corporatocracy right here in the United States. Right. Well, there's another reason too. You know, most of those people in, in Ukraine are, are good white Europeans. Well, the people in Jackson, Mississippi, and Flint, Michigan, right? Uh, Suffer the thought they're they're blacks. They're, I, they're, I don't want to use the other word. No, but let, let me pretty much. Let me tell you, David. Power. You know when I'm you you I, I'm glad that you said that. I wasn't going to say that. Right. Well, I will. And, but let let me tell you why. Because, like I said, my focus right is to. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make believe and judge into people's heart all of the times, right? Oh, okay, okay. I'm not gonna judge the folks' heart, right? But I know, I know deep on it, deep in my inside, I know that has a lot to play with it. But you know, since I have no evidence, no proof, or whatever, people can create whatever story they want to create. Anyway, anything else, David? Well, there's an interesting perspective on a lot of this issue with race. You know about the Southern Poverty Law Center. Of course I do. I support them. Yeah, well, they do a lot of really good work in respect to exposing a lot of the myths that are being pandered about concerning, you know, like the the good old lost cause, the Confederacy and all that kind of crap. Let me tell you. The Southern Monuments and stuff, and and it's really nice to uh, read a lot of the literature. They could do it all. I mean, all right, they do it all. Anybody who's listening, this is the end of the year. Support Support our good program in here at KPFT, but also support groups like the Southern uh, Law, Southern Poverty Southern Law Poverty Center. Law Center yeah, right. we we need organizations like this that's out there really working for America. So thank you for mentioning that. And don't forget, folks, if you're listening to us, seven one three five two six five seven three eight, hit the number two to get immediately on air. And don't forget to go to kpft.org. Support this great station that's out here giving you the 
meat and potatoes for the mind. Anyway, 713-526-573. Thank you for calling, David. You have a great one. I thank you for your excellent talk show, and we'll talk with you later. Thank you, brother. You have a great one, sir. Uh, 713-526-5738. Again, 713-526-5738. This is KPFT 90.1 FM Houston. Tell your folks about it. Tell people about it. Let them know about our programming and what we have to offer. We have great music. Anybody who was listening to Rourke, the show before. I love, you know, I come in here and I, I backslap Rourke all of the times because Rourke has a program, man, that, look, if I like, I like the diverse music that this guy plays. I am sitting down here for about an hour before my show starts listening to Rourke, and I can tell you at least 15 flavors in, in the music that he's playing. So, guys, don't forget, he starts at 9 a.m. to noon, or 9 a.m. to just before noon, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So, don't forget, folks, that's, if you want real music, check Brother Rourke out. I want to salute, before I continue with my essay, I want to salute May Wood in the chat, Jules Ray Winfield in the chat, Eric Hayes in the chat, Bridge MCP in the chat. We also have Eric Mings in the chat and quite a few others. Uh, let me see if there's anything I need to read in the chat before I get back to the program. In addition to national bargaining, the NLRC, NRLC represents the railroads in the administration of the multi-billion dollar industry, wide health and welfare plans for rail employees on rail labor issues before federal agency, congressional committees, and the courts, and in labor arbitration cases. Exactly. It also provides training programs for rail management. The NRLC was formed in 63 when three regional railroads conferences formed a single nationwide entity in the organization and based uh, based in Washington, D.C., Anyhow, folks, um, keep on, uh, keep on, keeping on. Let's continue with the program. All right. Uh, these agreements, and I'm talking about the agreements with the, uh, with the railroad that, that, that Biden wants to continue, uh, force, the, force the workers to accept. That agreement, which has been rejected by more than half of the country's unionized rail workers, I was, you know what? I got another call. Mary, come on in. Uh, you guys okay. are priority. Hello? Hi, Mary. How you okay. doing? Hi, I'm doing great. But I, my, what I have to say to you, it has nothing to do with what you're talking about, but it's for the seniors. Okay. Isn't there something that y'all could do to stop all the scam and ripoff that they put on our cell phones? And I'm 72 years old, mm-hmm. and a lot of them sound really good, and I bit into them, and it's cost me money that I've had to go oh back and fight to get God. back. Let me tell and, you. And, like, we've been hacked mm-hmm. six times this year okay. on things that are on my phone. I am going to give you some sound advice, Mary. And I are you listening? And please listen well yes, here. Okay. There's nothing yes. that we can do easily to stop the spam that comes, whether it be text messages or links to websites. Okay. Here's what I'd mm-hmm. like you to do going forward. And this is the same thing I tell my daughter. Everybody has mm-hmm. been uh, have been a victim of the scamming that has occurred, including yours truly, myself. Okay, and I've, mm-hmm. I, it it only had to happen to me once. So if you follow what well, I'm going to tell you, let me tell you. If you follow <laughs> what I'm going to tell you, it'll never happen to you again. If you don't okay. know a number, 
and it has a link in it, never ever click on it, immediately delete it. If you are on your screen and something accidentally pops up and says, emergency, emergency, puts this your always ignore that. If you get something unsolicited, if it's on your phone, turn the phone off, the power to switch off. Don't hit your screen or anything. Power the phone off and then power it back on. Remember, and if you're getting an email, do not click on anybody you don't know. Now, if you get an email from Egberto Willies at ewillies at gmail.com or any one of those, you can go ahead and remember to open that email. But, but, Mary, Mary, I'm serious yeah. here, though. Do not click on any link from any source that you do not know. I tell my daughter this. It even looks like your bank that is coming in. And, and they make good copies of the bank. It looks like your bank. When it comes to banking or anything of this sort, remember, unless you solicit, unless you go to the website and type in MSNBC, or uh, hear me, MSNBC, and, and type in bankofamerica.com, you don't click on anything. So, again, okay. this is a bit of discipline on your part, but you can do it. Uh, Ashley, you no, wanted to add? I've tried that. My daughter tells me this all the time, and it'll come across like constantly Walmart will send me, you've won a 72-inch no, screen. No, you haven't. You know, and that's happened. And then, But then Apple came across and said I had won some things, and I paid $2, and I got them. No, you don't. And Ashley. they were both on the text screen. Yeah. So, so another thing, at least from, from what I got caught, um, are the text messages. So a lot of times when they're mm-hmm. like, I get spam messages from sites that I actually go to. So I think that I have mm-hmm. inadvertently signed up yeah. for something. And they're like, oh, yeah. click this to unsubscribe. But when you click it, you actually are subscribed. Exactly. Or um, yeah. Amazon. They love that. You know, warning, warning, your Amazon has been hacked. You know, log in well, to change your whatever or log in and they give you a link. You do not click that link. Uh-huh. <laughs> you don't click that link. Well, I understand what you're saying, but I'm 72 years old, and mm-hmm. I'll be sitting there, and all of a sudden it just sounds too good to be true. Right. And, and I shouldn't do it. I should not do it. I know that. Yes. But it just seems like that, you know, maybe you should tell all your seniors this, because I'm not the only one getting it done. No, you're not. I know but my neighbors have had it, but and, wait, all, and I just... Mary, Mary, though, yeah. let me. Let, I want to talk to you about this seventy-two-year-old kind of a thing, okay? You aren't old. You aren't old. Okay. <laughs> I'm you're sorry. Old. You're not. You're not old at all. Okay. So please stop okay. it. Please stop it. All you need to do, my dear beautiful friend, is the following: go against the nature of all of us wanting to get that prize. That's. I mean, it happens right. to all of us. Okay. You're no different than okay. any one of us. It happens. Just don't click, my dear lady. Just don't click. All okay. right. Anything else you want to add, my okay. dear lady? That was the only thing. But please tell your other seniors, because I know an 80-year-old lady that did it, and it cost her $3,000. Well, let me just, let me tell you this, Mary. Your call into KPFT, who's with a lot of other folks listening to it, you've just done your civic duty for the day. Because a lot of people listening to this would have heard us talking about it, and Ashley and Oral or comments here, and they won't do it again. So thank you so kindly for having called uh, KPFT. I had to bother you, but thank no, you. No, no bother. This is your station, lady. Have a great day, okay? Happy Wednesday. You too, sir. <laughs> okay. Happy, thank you too. Happy Christmas. Same to Love you, man. Bye bye. All right, you have a great one. Love you too. All right, let's go. Let's continue this. 
Again, we were talking about the railways and how the Biden administration is asking uh, Congress to pass a law that forces the railways to accept their, their, the, the last contract they agreed on that actually does not provide any sick leave. So I'm continuing. That agreement, which has been rejected by more than half of the country's unionized rail workforce, they want to fool you. They tell you more than half of the unions uh, signed up for it. What they don't tell you is more than half of the people did not. They didn't want it. And the reason why, Unionized Rail Force does not include a single day of paid sick leave and would only allow three penalty-free days off per year for medical visits. But even that time off is heavily constrained. It's unpaid, can only be taken on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, and must be scheduled at least 30 days in advance. Do you understand what that means? What that means is they don't trust the employees. In other words, you can only go see a doctor on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday because we think if you're going on Monday, you are lying. We think if you're going on Friday, you are lying. You're just trying to extend your weekend. You're just trying to get something on the company dime. When the truth of the matter is a company gets a lot out of us. Jules Ray Winfield, welcome to Politics Done Right on the internet, as well as uh, E2247. Welcome aboard. Uh, so folks, we've got to be smart about this. We've got to be. Continuing. These agreements were rejected because the quality of life rail workers and their families have today is abysmal. Ash Anderson... Oh, folks, give us a call, 713-526-5738, and hit the number two. I was just instructed, Egberto, you're forgetting to tell people the number, 713-526-5738. Hit the number two, and we'll get you on air. Continuing, these agreements were rejected because the quality of life rail workers and their families have today is abysmal. Ash Anderson, a member of the Brotherhood of Maintenance of Way Employee Division, BMWD, one of the unions that voted against ratifying the deal, there said, there were no provisions to improve the quality of life for rail workers who continue to be exploited by companies that are earning record-breaking profits while their service suffers and they cut their workforce at home. The, way, the White House intervention, and, intervention answers the call of the rail gains and corporate lobbying groups, including the powerful U.S. Chamber of Commerce that have been pushing for and banking on congressional action as contract talks remain at standstill. What the article is trying to say is, hey, you know why they're not making a deal? They're not making a deal because they know that the, that the government is going to come and protect them. Rail unions had originally pushed for a 15-day paid sick leave, a policy that rail companies estimated would cost around $688 million a year, less than what billionaire Warren Buffett, the CEO of BNSF Railway's parent company, added to his net worth in a single day last week. In a single day, he made over $688 million. The unions have since moved down to asking for four paid sick days. Only four. Can you guys give us a, give us a crumb? But rail 
companies remain opposed even as they rake in huge profits and enrich their executives and shareholders. The Lever reported in September that the CEO of the five largest railroad conglomerates have been made have made more than $200 million the last three years, and the company's shareholders have been boosted by nearly $200 billion in stock buybacks and dividends over the last dozen years. Can you believe that? So here it come back. Uh, the rail industry, and Tom C., you, men, you make a mention uh, that I'm going to put in the piece right now. You got to listen to this. The rail industry, like most major corporations, understand that they have most of our current crop of politicians ready to be their antiseptic whip. In other words, no scars, as Ray was talking about earlier, no scars on the backs of workers, just the law. The railway companies have been going through a process known as precision scheduled railroading. The common goals first introduced by Hunter Harrison that later transformed the operational targets of many railways are as follows. And this is what it does, baby. Consolidate rail networks, implement a point-to-point -point delivery method, increase asset velocity, achieve better fuel efficiency, optimize the dispersion of capacity. But here's a kicker. Right-sizing the fleet and employee payrolls. At the end of the day, consolidating networks, eliminating less efficient lanes, increasing speed of size of trains, and reducing payrolls are all in the name of decreasing OR. The operation rate is the most common metric used by whom to measure the success rate by a railways investors. Notice that it is all about investors, not employees. A, politi at politics, done right, a politics done right supporter, Thomas Sarnik, recently wrote the following in our chat. And would you know he's in the chat again. He said the following. Like just-in-time inventory... Precision scheduling railroading, focusing on scaling back excess equipment and employees to streamline the shipping process. Workers are but cogs in machines for corporate profit. Does antiseptic slavery sound about right? We are just units of labor. Units to get something accomplished. Tom, you noticed last, yesterday when you said that, I said that will be in the show today because that's how powerful that statement is. I could not have said it any better. Our massive supply chain failure was caused by the short-sightedness of corporations seeking more profits by streamlining with overseas manufacturing and just-in-time manufacturing. And the railway's attempt to squeeze the last dollar of profits is on the backs of their employees. The new members of the antiseptic slave trade. That's what it is. You know, they tell you, this is what they like to say in our, in, our, in our economic system. You don't like that job? You go get another one. And then you fall under the same domain. Right? The antiseptic slave trade. This subject is very important, folks. I hope, I hope to get more calls, more statements from you. 713? 526-5738. Again, the essay is done, but I have a lot more to say. I hope to have a lot more from you. 713-526-5738.
Uh, we've got Lee Grant who says, hey, all, we have a long national history of the executive branch taking dictatorial power to address national emergencies like FDR during World War II. I think the Biden administration itself qualifies as a national emergency. I don't think so, my dear good conservative brother. But this is just one of those things that happens. Uh, in other words, a corporatocracy always wins. That is what we have allowed thus far. And let me tell you why it always wins. It always wins because we think we don't have recourse. But you know what we talk about here at Politics Done Right? We have recourse if we participate in primaries and get the right kind of people elected like they did in Florida when they got that 25-year-old Gen Z elected, Mr. Matthews. What was his Matthews is his name? I think it's Matthews is his name. That 25 years old. He won in Florida. And you know what he told his people? Because after he won the election, a lot of folks said, oh, he's going to go into Congress and he's going to change. And he said, let me tell you something. That's a possibility. But I want you guys to keep me honest. You guys are my peeps who got me elected in the primaries and then subsequently thereafter. Uh, so it is so important. Yes, Eric Hayes, Florida is a red state with blue pockets, and he got elected in a blue pocket. Tom C. says precision school uh, railroading is a management planning tool requiring workers to be on duty 24-7 without breaks. Railroad corporations don't want to hire more workers for backup to critical functions. And what is, it is so short-sighted of them, right? Because like when we had the pandemic, if we had stores, if we had, if we didn't have just-in-time inventory, when we had the pandemic, we would have had enough time to retool over three to six months so that we wouldn't have a short wouldn't have shortages, but hey, these geniuses that we that we have run in the court. I was about to say these geniuses that we elect the corporation, but we have to forget corporations aren't a democracy. They are a they are a dictatorship. Anyway, folks, give us a call 713-526-5738-713-526-5738 and hit the number two to make sure that you get into uh, us after you call 713-526-5738. Hit that number two to get on into the air. Jules Ray Winfield says, rail workers are responsible for getting our goods and products around the country, but they are getting jerked around like rail cars. Despicable, shameless attack on those workers' rights for the sake of a greed for greedy investors' bottom line. Tom C. also says, the bottom the problem with railroads precision scheduling focuses on scaling back excesses. Excessives in the past used to be known as what? The buffer, the backup. All these things that people used to think of necessary for business, for successful business, you know? Uh, even as a small businessman, I've always made sure uh, I, I come here with a laptop. I have backups that if something goes wrong, we have it. We have extra power supplies, etc. It's an investment into making sure that what we do is not just uh, a, a, a sub-thought. It means that we value you enough that we know that we want to keep it going for you. 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 
5738. Uh, Jules says, that's why conditions are the way they are. Corporations use the philosophy of Darwinism and hustle culture to indoctrinate employees that work ethic never measures up to company standards. Marlin, uh, monarchy and oligarchy, uh, I, I love that you're going to be here. Come on in. Come on in, Marlin. Marlin, you're on. Yes, you're on. Hey, Alberto, how you doing? I am doing fine. Talk to me. Yeah, love the show. Long time listener, first time caller. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm honored. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I had a thought in my head this morning. I was listening to uh, Steve Hunter earlier this morning. I, a thought popped into my head. And uh, that was the difference between monarchy and oligarchy. Yes. And... Uh, I would submit that the only difference between the two, really, there's nothing nothing functionally different between the two. Mm-hmm. But uh, monarchy is only a multiplication. Uh, oligarchy is, I'm sorry, is only a multiplication of monarchy, right? So with monarchy, you have, you know, the one family or the one lineage. Mm-hmm. But you basically control a majority of the resources in society. Mm-hmm. And I would submit that oligarchy is just the same thing but in this case you have multiple families Mm -hmm. doing the same thing so if you despise monarchy Mm -hmm. as we have uh, throughout human history I see no reason why we don't have the same uh, uh, application uh, towards oligarchy I am not going to I think the biggest hoodwink that oligarchy however has been able to uh, create upon, you know, whether that's the American people or anywhere that it may exist, is that it's given the illusion mm-hmm. that anybody could be an oligarch exactly. if they work hard enough. I love you for saying it gives you the illusion because I've been preaching for a long time, sir. Uh, and before, before, let me just give another distinction um, that, that I think folks have to understand. You ever heard of bread and circus? Bread and, heard of that. Okay, bread and circus means the following. How can one king stay in power and, you know, don't really have major challenges for a long time? And the reason why is that they understand the chemistry of many humans, right? And, and it's many humans who've been conditioned to be that way. And the chemistry is as long as you keep people fed and entertained, they don't have any else, they don't have any other resources to go ahead and take you down. So uh, right. monarchies would always make sure their people are fed, they'd always make sure that there are forms of entertainment, and in doing so, right. it can still have. Now the oligarchy now has, the since oligarchy a lot of times starts or comes out of democracy, right? It turns out mm-hmm. that they can use the democratic means to control you. In the case of our oligarchy here, we had Lewis Powell, who wrote the Powell memo back in the 1960s, who actually yep. said um, they would infiltrate the the, the universities, the churches. Exactly, exactly. So I, I I don't think we are saying anything that's different, and I really appreciate you bringing up the very important. I just don't get why it's not put in those terms because the American people in general just don't seem to be able to get it. Well, you know, wait, 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 Marlon, Marlon, Marlon. That's not true. You just put it in those terms, Marlon. You just I put did. it in those so when terms. I talk to people, even my fellow conservative 
Yeah. And yes. The, the, the thought is always, well, you just, you know, you just got to pull yourself up by the bootstraps. And there, there's a whole conversation to that because right. I had this conversation not too long ago. I think that was last week where I said, well, you do understand that 400 years of slavery was basically uh, given a handout. Yes. To a particular sect of the population. Yes, they don't get it. And, and the thing about it is they don't get it because that's not how it's taught. And w- when, right. when you say that, why is it? Th- well, you know why we have the politics done right? And you know why we have smart callers like a Marlin calling in? Because there are thousands of people that are going to be hearing your words. And in hearing your words, you will be part of the education process. And, you know, uh, I, I tell, the, including all the folks that we have here in our chat, and we have hundreds of chats now, I think we cross it. The, uh, uh, what, what I tell all the time is that the words that you're putting out, the words you speak about, the words that they write on the screen, isn't going into some empty space. There are others that are reading it. We just have to have enough of that out there because the oligarchs pay a hell of a lot of money to put out a lot of false information. Oh, absolutely. And they keep us entertained with football, basketball, and all the rest. You've got you know, that and, right. You've got and, that right. And, that, yeah. and that's basically to, to put you in a state of inertia. Exactly. You know, say, and for those of us who come from, you know, I wasn't born in America, but glad to be here. Where are you born? Uh, I'm curious, if you don't mind telling me. Uh, Nigeria. Oh, okay. I'm from yeah. Panama. Así que we, yeah, we have, you know, know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But for, for those of us who've come from systems where the government at, does absolutely nothing, right? We know what real capitalism is like. Exactly. You don't want to be there. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I, I folks don't understand. I tell folks go read up on Chile. Read up on Chile, and they'll they'll get a fascinating question of even being owning water, etc. Let's go. Oh. Yeah, you know they don't get it. They don't get they don't. it. They don't. You know, I, I, I told you, I said when I was growing up, mm-hmm. everybody on the streets basically had to put money together, get water in, mm-hmm. have the streets paved. I was like, that, that's, that's real capitalism where you're exactly. absolutely nothing for you. Exactly. X guy. Hey, let, let, let's, I, I got to go right now because uh, Marla wants to talk about programming. So let's go ahead and do that. But thank you, Marlon, from, for calling us and letting us, uh, giving us that thing to think about. We're not, we are not, we are an, uh, we are an oligarchy, but more impressive is that it's not, uh, it's not a meritocracy. But we'll talk about it another time. Marlo, come on in, sister. Oh, thank you so much for letting me have just a second of your time. And uh, if there are any programmers who are listening to your show, and I know they all do because you're so good. They should all be listening. I just want to remind them that if they haven't signed up for the programmer meeting tonight and tomorrow, you have two chances. And that they all they need to do is contact me, and I'll make sure they get the invite for the Zoom meeting. And that includes you, Mistake Beth O'Willie. Well, Marlo, I will be there, but um, uh, tonight at 7. Anyhow, it's 7, right? That's right, 7 okay. o'clock, 7 to 9. All right. We only have 26 shows that have signed up for this, so spread well, the word, y'all. All right, folks, sign up. We have a lot to talk about. Anyway, folks, we are, we are going to be getting out of here very much shortly. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right, and you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out!
We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.